Well, it is time for the business wrap of the day, and uh, this is Notemba sitting in for Aya Bonga Kawe on Metro FM Talk. And uh, we are joined by Sinesi Po Maninja, the market analyst and CA. How are you doing uh, this evening, Sinesi Po? I'm okay, and you? I'm, I'm good, my dear. Well, a couple of stories we'll be covering. Let's let's start off with the big one. Heineken buying South Africa's Distel for something like 38.4 billion rand. First of all, um, what is the implication of this move for the industry? Okay, so um, Heineken is a brewery domiciled uh, in the Netherlands, and so. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> yeah, so it's a brewery dominated. It is one of the largest uh, brewery groups in the entire world. Mm. And it made an offer to buy out, um, um, to buy out um, South African wine and spirits maker, the South Group, most famous for Savannah. Savannah, Savannah. So um, they want to buy out um, the South at 180 rand per share, which represents um, made an offer of about 180 rand per share, which and they believe is a very fair offer. It is very very close to their it is very very close to their um, share price because it's their share price. Literally, it's at their share price value. And the announcements which was made at just after half of eight in the morning resulted in the sell share price uh, coming down by 5% in interday trade. And it is, um, from, from, a, from a perspective of um, move-wise, um, the purchase of, um, um, of, of, of the sell, it's more about cementing uh, their position and buying market share. Mm. Um, and to, to sort of start competing, um, to compete with ADNF and um Yagio and um, spirit maker because you have to have um, you know you've got to have such a very 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 very, very strong um, volume. Um, the 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 industry liquor industry is very much a volume game. Mm. No, it's with, about getting volume. With with Heineken and Distel uh, now will become the biggest uh, cider producers uh, in the world, and. Uh, Question though is why did Distel shares actually fall at the back of this announcement this morning? Uh, it, it, it's a function of two things. Number one, big acquisitions um, haven't worked out quite well. Haven't worked out quite well um, in the past, and um, the major reason for that is quite simply put, um, we all saw how ADNF um, SAB transaction worked out. It wasn't the most. Mm. Um, successful transaction, and a lot of people have sort of um, lessons learned on it, um, sort of a, a lessons learned uh, on what not to do. So the market doesn't actually anticipate there being um, value accretion. Okay. Value accretion as a result of the transaction. Number one, also the offer price has uh, <laughs> the offer price as well. Um, it's not. Um, no, I don't think I don't think it's um, the value that they were looking to make it at, and they were looking to just um, um, the, the idea that it would be more. Remember, talks have been going on since May earlier yes. this year, 
there's been multiple uh, cautionary announcements. The expectation was um, it was going to be quite a healthy transaction. Also, if you factor in um, the sales share price performance over the last few months, the expectation that this was going to be bigger than it was, and if this fact strip hasn't materialized, it is quite, for me, it is, it, it is quite interesting in terms of, um, in terms of um, how everything will land up. You also have the fact that, um, and this is just mainly because of where we are, you also have the fact that we, we, there, there is an expectation that we might be put on back on lockdown um, if oh. we follow what's happening in Europe. Mm. Okay. And that's, okay, that, that is just, we just think a very realistic, with what's happened, uh, you just be very realistic these days. Mm. Uh, there's a chance that we might be put back on lockdown. Um, based on the cases. So, and yeah, the volumes haven't been, uh, it's been a very tough for the liquor industry. I think we can all agree that it's been very, very, very tough for the liquor industry. But and if, yeah, but if this, if this deal does come through, obviously there's still uh, regulatory approvals uh, still to go through uh, and, and other matters. Uh, what, what are the implications for just consumers and also just for the competition in the industry? Uh, they didn't directly um, compete with each other, so that's, I think, one of the benefits. Um, number one, they don't actually com- directly compete with each other, mm-hmm. which I think really helps. Um, but it also, just uh, for me, it, 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 it signals other problems. It signals other problems. So they don't directly compete with each other, which is nice, yeah. which I think is always nice. Mm-hmm. But they also... It does leave a bit of um, worry in terms of um, 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 the, in terms of potential uh, competition in other aspects. But um, it does. It, for me, it just creates. Um, we're in the, we're in the we're industry. If you look at the liquor industry, it's, we're in the we're in the market of consolidation. Okay. So, I think that's where we are right now. Right um, now, okay. And and just lastly on this, for uh, shareholders and investors, uh, people who want to probably invest in in uh, in this, well, already um, uh, Rengro uh, has, has uh, according to uh, uh, Johan Rupert, uh, they are in favor of this transaction. But uh, we still have to hear from uh, the other shareholders, like Public Investment Corporation. Uh, whether or not, um, and yes. So it's not quite a done deal, but um, can you yeah. expect that it will so, it will certainly go through? Um, not really. Um, I think uh, it depends on uh, how everything turns out. Arenco uh, is already voted in favor because for them it gives them a piece of a pie of a, bit, a larger entity, and mm. um, a larger entity and more international exposure, which of course, as an investment holding, diversifies your income base. You go from being a African player to being a truly global player, which is a good strategy. Which is a good thing, but, yes. With good strategy, but then again, at the same time, the synergies from any um, um, the synergies are not are not guaranteed. I think that's I think that's where I think I am about it. Like they're not guaranteed. Okay. They're not guaranteed. I think we we we, we have situations where um, we have situations where these large transactions have not always 
have not always materialized the way people thought they would uh, materialize. Initially. Okay. Sinesipo, I'm going to go to a commercial break. And when we come back, I'd like us to talk about Vodacom and uh, who has added 6.2 million customers as well as, uh, uh, you know, a quick chat on the infra-trade fair in Durban today and Pfizer also wanting to keep secret their vaccine recipe. We'll be back with the, uh, after the break. Metro FM Talk, it's uh, the business rep of the day with me in November, sitting in for Ayabonga Tawe, and uh, we are in conversation with Sinesipo Manindra, market analyst and uh, CA. Sinesipo, uh, let's uh, get into this uh, Vodacom adding this 6.2 million customers uh, to nearly 130 million mark. It, and it, uh, let's, first of all, what, how, how did this become possible? Is it because they diversified? Uh, diversified? Uh, not really. Um, number one, I think uh, we're moving into the prepaid economy, though. They and they got uh, a lot of their. Um, they got a lot of their. Um, um, they got a lot of their. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, so they had an increase out of that six million supply, um, six million subscriber growth out of their total 130 million. Um, subscribers mm. across the African continent. One million of that was specifically in South Africa and it's literally pure to data customers. So uh, remember there's been a focus, a shift in uh, consumer behavior and specifically with the decline in voice. Yes, in voice we are, we are not making calls anymore. We are, we are WhatsApping and sending messages uh, and, yes. and using data more than actually making live calls and so they've. So this is where their revenue has has come. Or what? What are you yes. saying? Mm. So a lot of their revenue has actually come from um, from that. Um, so that's why they had increase in revenue, and also there's been a greater increase in customer attrition. We remember in the world that we live in, more people have more than one SIM card. So it's it's weird when you think about the fact that more people have there are more SIM cards than there actually are people. So people have more than one SIM card, so to speak. Yes, yes, and that literally just becomes um, that becomes literally just be, becomes of where uh, where we are, where we are with everything. Mm -hmm. So it's been. So I think that's um, sort of like from um, our perspective, where you have um, you have that situation coming through. But it's literally been about customers um, changing behaviors, and the telcos have been in the money. This COVID pandemic, they one of the biggest single biggest benefactors i can imagine yes but also yeah uh, you know when i was talking about divi uh, diversifying it was i was also looking at the fact that uh, you know these uh, uh, they are they are now getting into the financial services platform the yes. the, the, the the mobile operators and uh, this looks like a very lucrative revenue stream especially uh, for the unbanking market uh, yes. Um, yeah. So it's it's it, it's um they they literally are they're killing it. I, I wouldn't even want to. I don't even want to pretend otherwise. Mm. They literally are a situation where um, they're benefiting quite substantially with it. Um, with it, and they are. So it's yeah. Yeah. They're killing it from that perspective. You can't even. <laughs> you, you you can't even at this point deny it. But I also think that um, I also think that 
we're like I said, we're in that we're in that uh, we're in that uh, uh, we're in that situation where you've got the biggest benefactors in the telecos and they continue growing. You've got some of the opportunities they're looking they're looking to. Remember, they also did the transaction in Kenya, which also helped in their growth. Mm. And they also benefited from the fact that uh, the Kenyans, um, the Kenyans are uh, really, 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 they decreased um, the corporate income tax rate in Kenya, decreased from 30 to 25%. They're also looking to buy into Vodafone, their parent company, but from Egypt to give them more subscribers, so they're buying subscribers and when you buy subscribers, of course, you, you, you benefit from the economies of scale. Sure. And I, that's just where they are with it, in that that's where... So they, they, are, they, are. they are winning by diversifying their geographic exposure, so to speak. Yes. Okay. And Talk, talking yeah, talking so about geographic exposure, there's uh, uh, the continent has uh, gathered together in Durban today for the Intra-African Trade Fair. So um, let's talk about uh, whether or not they, they maybe start off with the importance uh, of uh, this trade fair for the African economies. Um, so you know what these trade fairs, um, we we spent a year, I think, um, spent a year indoors, and um, it's time to start actually getting into the business of actually trading. And intercontinental trade is one of the things that I've always been a fan of because the the, the, the reality is that it's Economically better for us to trade with Europeans and Chinese and yet to trade intercontinental, even though we're next door neighbors. Mm. Um, so for me, I like I've, I've always maintained that I like um, I like the fact that we're, we're we're getting to the fact that we're actually as Africans we are participating in our our economy and we are looking to provide linkages because we are. We are uh, we are constant of resources, and I think that there's lots of opportunities that we can we do have in terms of in terms of, of building with each other. And I think there's a lot of opportunities that it's yeah it's about maximizing. I think the trade fair is very very important, and for that purposes, we can only hope though that that the decisions taken with the trade fair are are are, are going to be implemented. Yeah are going to be implemented because, and, as you and, know... And correctly, our people, too. Our people... The one thing our people don't do well is implementation. Ideation, we do very, very well. Mm, yeah. But implementation is not something where... where uh, it's not our strong point. It's really not our strong point. We have many strong points. This is not one of them. Uh, lastly, on this one, uh, Sinesipo, uh, which sectors do you think are likely to come up with uh, some economic spin-offs here? Would it be the SMMEs and entrepreneurs, or would infrastructure, which is quite crucial for the continent, or maybe even agriculture? For me, yeah. So, depends on where you look at it. I think, personally... Infrastructure and agriculture have to be top of mind, but from an execution ability, um, you, you, you're going to have to look at uh, you're going to have to look at um, infrastructure. SMEs are too small, and just the cost the cost of trading. I don't think we talk about that. It just makes it very, 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 very challenging. Mm, mm. No, m- most most definitely. Okay, let, let's uh, wrap it up with the last one on uh, the issue of Pfizer. 
fighting to control the secrets of uh, this $36 billion COVID vaccine recipe. Are they just being the bull in the crawl saying uh, we own this, uh, we're not sharing it, we don't want, and, and because basically they, they are just looking after the wealthy uh, Western nations. Uh, does it just say they don't care about the poor? They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. And so um, they don't care. It's literally as simple as that. Um, um, they really don't care. For them, it's literally um, the most, anything that's the most, um, the most economical option. Mm. And, and is there anything that can be done to push them to budge on this vaccine secret formula? Um, so that's uh, where you get into the UN and WTR. Oh. Remember, um, South Africa was one of the countries, mm. was one of the countries last year together with India. Uh, it's literally been a calendar year where we asked for um, them to waive the patents. And we, our country has been very clear that we need to raise the patients because I think we've all realized that COVID is going to be with us for a lot longer than we would like it to be with us. And we just need to get comfy with it. Yeah. So we just have to accept it. I mean, they've, they've, they've come up with uh, all sorts of uh, reasons why uh, they, you know, Pfizer does not want to budge on this, which uh, includes, of course, um, you know, uh, what is it? It is apparently uh, Pfizer says uh, the Pfizer shot has more than 280 materials which are made up of suppliers in 19 different countries and all of them are protected in one form or the other. And for just one manufacturer to produce a vaccine, that means they must negotiate multiple licenses and waiver protections and all sorts of things. Is this really um, a deterrent, or is it, is this true, or is are they just coming up with uh, a reason? Uh, it, 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 it literally boils down to them not wanting to. It's really the uh, Abafun. They don't want it. Money. It's Abafun. Abafun. Mm. They, they just out. want us to pay, and uh, whether we have the money, we must find they the can money. Control, they can control. They effectively they can control the supply. The demand mm. for COVID far exists the supply available. That mm. is the reality, and that is for me. That's 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 where we are. Is that we can't entertain them crying about mm. these things because yeah. what, the reality. What? What what saddens me as we wrap on this one, Isinesipo, is the fact that uh, I I just wonder what kind of uh, agreements uh, were have been met by with the African countries, especially because Pfizer uh, shielded themselves from any liabilities associated with the vaccines, and, and it, they've taken every legal recourse to protect themselves on this one. Have I yeah. That's the thing. They, it's, it's, it's about controlling supply. It's, yeah. it's, it's a captive market. So they can dictate a lot of things, dictate a lot of things. And that, for me, is, from a fairness perspective, shouldn't be allowed. But yeah, the power. Should not be allowed. It should not even be allowed. For me, it's, it's, neither, it's, it's, actually, it's, it's indifferent. I'm indifferent to the flight. But ultimately, I... I'm, I'm indifferent to it because ultimately what they're choosing to do 
is they play with human life, and that's, I don't think that's something that should be allowed. Yeah, they, they don't care, as we said uh, right at the beginning. Sino Sipo, let's leave it there. Thank you very much, uh, as usual, for joining us on Metro FM Talk on the uh, Business Wrap. That's uh, Sine Sipo Maninjwa, market analyst and CA. You are watching, or rather listening, <laughs> to the Metro FM Talk. This is November. I'm sitting in for Ayabonga Gawe. Uh, remember that uh, we welcome your WhatsApp voice notes uh, on 079-191-4270. If uh, you have uh, any thoughts and opinions on any of the issues we've spoken about so far, you know, the Heineken deal, you know, we've got the festive season coming up and, uh, you know, when if Distel and Heineken make this deal of 34, uh, 38.4 billion rand, they'll be the monopoly on the ciders. And maybe they might be cheaper. Who knows? Vodacom, uh, I'm a Vodacom client. I wonder if they've made money out of me. 62 uh, 6.2 million customers uh, that they now have, which means they have about 130 a uh, million uh, throughout the continent or around the world, wherever they are. Intra-Africa Trade Fair happening in Durban. If you happen to be there, you might want to share on voice notes what your experience is on the first day. And Pfizer not wanting to uh, open up the secret vaults of its uh, vaccine recipe for anyone to do patents on it. Do you think they are just um, mean... <laughs> Uh, entrepreneurs, or not even entrepreneurs, these are just big businesses that don't give um, hoots for the little man, uh, uh, the poor one. Of course, taking your WhatsApps, no voice notes on 079 191 4270.